if you heard a word from the Lord through this beautiful offering again today, would you say amen? amen? Or just shake your head like this if you got a mask on. Don Mathis was an evangelist in our church for three, three different times. Anybody know Don Mathis? If you know Kentucky Baptist, you know Don Mathis. And he would use that phrase, if you, if you agree, just, just shake your head like this. Because not everybody says amen, like we do here at Akron, amen? <laughs> not every church does that. I invite you to join me in a moment of prayer. And um, as we continue in our worship, and our theme today is patience. What a timely topic for the day that we live in, huh? If you need patience, shake your head like this. If you've had all the patience you can stand, ready to move on, shake your head like this. I hadn't seen a head shake yet, Brother Scott. What does that, uh, what does that say to us today? All right. Will you bow your heads with me as we pray this morning? Our Father and our God, we live in times that are tumultuous. We live in a day where stress and anxiety is increasing and more challenging. We live in a day where we are challenged by what we encounter, who we encounter, and we ask, O oh Lord, you will fill us with your spirit as we encounter you in this message, in this word, in this scripture, in the reading of it, may we be filled with your Spirit as we encounter each other in the workaday world, school, home, wherever you lead us in the streets and the roads and the path that you have led us to this point. Lord, I'm literally fell feel led to ask the congregation to join me in breathing in and breathing out. Let's do it one more time, church. Breathe in and breathe out. Lord, as we breathe in, we breathe in the Word of God. We breathe in a relaxing moment, and we literally feel it in our lungs and in our soul. And as we breathe out, we share with the world what we have experienced here today in this place called the house of God, with the people of God. Give us calm spirits today, Lord, that we might have patience. Another true gift of the Holy Spirit dominating, filling us, and leading us as we live out what we hear thus saith the Lord today. In Jesus' name I pray. Oh, P.S. Lord, may not one person who is listening and worshiping through Facebook nor in this sanctuary at home and here are both sacred places as we worship. Wherever we worship, it is a sacred place. May none of us depart from this sacred moment and be anxious. 
We hear you saying to us through Jesus our Lord, don't be anxious. You're with me. And you can be patient too. In Jesus' name I pray. And all agreed saying, or nod your head like this. The passage today is Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. The Apostle Paul said in earlier passages, if we are filled by the Spirit, and he says it several times all throughout his writings, we will, if we are led by the Spirit of God, we will exhibit, we will show, we will demonstrate the very fruit of the Holy Spirit. And one of those, that cluster, if you'll think about a cluster of grapes, you bought grapes at Kroger's and Aldi's and down the street, the fruit of the Spirit, that's a harvest. That's what fruit of the Spirit means, a harvest. And uh, this harvest that's coming off of the vine of Israel, another picture in the Old Testament, word picture for the people of God. And Jesus said in the Gospel of John, you're the vine, I'm the branches. And so the fruit of abiding in Christ is this cluster of grapes. And uh, you don't eat the whole cluster at one time, do you? You just pick off one, pick off another. And uh, the ones I pick most often and need more than any of the others maybe is this one called patience. If you've ever needed that one, would you just shake your head like this? Me too. But the fruit of the Spirit the Bible says, verse 22, Galatians 5, is love. We're going to learn in a minute that God who is love gives us himself through his Holy Spirit. And one of the signs of love, 1 Corinthians 13, the first word for love in the Bible. In 1 Corinthians 13, love is what? Patience. Wow. Wow. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. That's about our relationship with God. The rest of them are going to be our relationship with other people. And we'll stop with this one. Patience. The theme of our message today, if you want to write it down, and I'm going to post the whole thing this afternoon on Facebook, so don't worry about taking notes. Take notes if you want to. And let me invite you, our, our rules have not changed in here regarding um, uh, what you are listening to, the state and so forth. We checked that out with the Kentucky Baptist Lawyers Convention. Lawyers, their interpretation is what we are doing here at Ekron Baptist Church. So if you feel comfortable wearing your mask, you can do that. If you feel comfortable removing your mask and let it hang down, whatever, you're okay to do that. Don't, call, don't turn cough on somebody now. And just keep looking up this way, and if you start coughing, you want to keep that mask right here where you can put it up over your head. Jeff, I'm not going to pick on you today again like the last pastor did. I'm going to pick on Scott. Would that be okay with you? We can do that. So the theme of the message today is be patient with your pastor. You really are 
a church that lives out the fruit of the Spirit. I came and used a word that I should not have used. The second Sunday, I was your interim pastor, and I apologized the next Sunday. And I'm learning again and again that the people of God who are filled with the Spirit of God produce the fruit of God, and you're patient and kind and good and all those things. Patient people trust our patient God. Who's the most patient person that you have ever known? Think of somebody in your mind. The most patient person you have ever known. In my family, it was my mother. And she was just like her brothers and sisters. Didn't much upset them. They just kind of lugged along through life. And, and when you talk to them, they'd laugh like this. <laughs> Literally. Literally. And I heard uh, my niece speak one time. She looks just like my mother. And I said, you look just like our mother. No, I don't. <laughs> you laugh just like our mother. The most patient person who has ever walked on this earth. Who is that? If you think it's Jesus, do your head like this. There's a shortage of patience in our time. There really is a shortage of patience in our time. There's always been a shortage of patience in every person because we are living after the fall of creation. We are sinners and we are impatient. And why are we impatient? I want to give you three reasons why we are impatient. Thank you, Richard. One reason is we do, not like, we do not like where we are and wish that we were somewhere else in life. We do not like where we are in life and we wished we were somewhere else. I've really had a struggle ever since I moved away from my home state and I wanted to go back. And I've come to learn that there's something about me, it's not Kentucky, there's something about me that has a struggle with that. No different than if you're out on the street and you're driving down the highway and you find that you want to blow your horn or you may have done it to the guy next to you and all that road rage stuff you see. That kind of reactivity is a person who does not like where they are, stuck on the interstate and wish that I could be where I need to be next. Work, Kroger, Aldi's. What's the other grocery store in town? Don't want to leave them out. Save a lot. Thank you. Reason number two that we're impatient. We are afraid. We are afraid. We are living in something that is fearful. And we strike out in aggression to keep others on the defense. We don't want to be hurt. Or we don't want to be hurt again. Or we don't want to be hurt again and again and again. Third reason why we are impatient is we are 
self-sufficient and arrogant about it. We are self-sufficient. We don't need any input from anybody, and we have stopped learning in life. Thank you, Jeff. And when you stop learning in life, you know what happens? Somebody told me this week, a former member said to me, you know what happens when you stop learning? I said, no what? She says, you hadn't heard that phrase? You hadn't heard that saying? I said, no, I've never heard it. Well, the phrase goes like this, she says, when you stop learning, what, if you stop learning today, you die today. I said, well, I don't want to die today. I'm prepared, but I'm not ready. So I think I'll learn something. We're self-sufficient, and we're arrogant about it, and we don't need to learn, and so we are impatient with other people, our sweetest spouse, or precious, whatever you call him or her, sugar babe, sweetie. Texted her one day and I said, call me, sweetie. She called me up and said, sweetie. One of the things I've learned about the corona, of the COVID virus, one of the benefits of the COVID virus that I've learned is the value of what I've been living and unless she's allowed me to live with her for 41 years. We've rediscovered each other. We're really on a, can I tell them we're on a second honeymoon or do we want to hold that? We don't want to tell anybody? What'd you say? It's my sermon, she said. Shortage of patience. These are reasons why we're impatient. Number, point number two of this great three-hour sermon is the source of patience. Bible says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Patience is a major characteristic of God's love. Remember what I said earlier? The fruit of the Spirit is patience. 1 Corinthians 13, God who is love, love is patient. In the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, the Bible says, The Lord, the Lord God, is merciful and gracious and patient. Now, you'll see it translated long-suffering. You'll see it translated forbearing in the New Testament. And other ways that this word is found in Scripture. But they all mean patience. God is merciful and gracious and long-suffering and abounding more than you can imagine, goodness and truth. And you'll hear all those words from the Old Testament book of Exodus when you read 1 Corinthians 13 as the Apostle Paul describes what God's love is like. Love is patient. Love is kind. So patience is a major characteristic of God's love. Patience is God's gracious delay of wrathful anger. God holds himself back when he's angry at us. 
I tell people, the difference between God's mercy and God's grace is simply this. God's mercy, patience, is God withholding what I deserve. God withholds His rightful, righteous wrath on my sin. That's mercy. Grace is God releasing what I don't deserve. See that? If you do shake your head like this, just let me know where we are together. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, Peter puts it all together, and he says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is patient toward us, long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I saw a sign on the back of a car one day. Uh, Jesus is coming back, and boy, is He angry. Well, the wrath of God and the judgment of God will come upon this world when Jesus returns. Right now, we live with an opportunity to experience the mercy, what God withholds, and the grace, what we don't deserve, today. That's why the Bible says, now is the acceptable time. And if God is knocking on your heart's door, to receive His grace and His mercy, this is the only day, the only opportunity that you have. Well, I'm going to let... No, well, you don't know that. You could die tomorrow of COVID-19. I don't care how old you are. You can die before you get home. I've almost had three wrecks on Dixie Highway trying to get home from here. A deer could run out around Fort Knox and run over you and your car and kill you. You don't know. There was a time in my life when I thought I'd live forever. I'm 66 now, and, and I may get to go to heaven before I get home. Which ain't all bad, is it? So patience is a major characteristic of God, and patience is God's gracious delay of His wrathful anger. But mercy is the very definition what Jesus did when He died on the cross. The definition for patience really is, and this is worth writing down, this is my zinger for today. The definition of patience from the Bible is this, slow to boil over. That's it. Slow to boil over. You want to boil over, you're angry, own it, it's mine, it's okay, God gets angry, you get angry, he made you that way, because you're made in the image of God. <sighs> but what do you do with it? <sighs> Take a deep breath, <sighs> count to ten, it really works. I have a hard time getting to three. You know, let's just be honest around here. But when Jesus, the very picture of the patience of God, was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed, anguish, sweat drops of blood was coming off of his face and his forehead as the disciples from a great distance way back here. And they're watching their Lord in the Garden of Eden, you know, bounding on that rock, pounding on the soil, pouring his heart out to his Father, and not my will, but thine be done. 
got out of that garden of Gethsemane, went up there on that cross, between there and there, they slapped him. They beat him. They stuck a spear in his side. They put a thorn on his face. They mocked him. They ridiculed him. They bullied him. They said awful things about him. They falsely accused him. He had an opportunity from Pilate to be set free. He had an opportunity to be swapped out from another prisoner. And he said, Father, not my will, but thine be done. He didn't react with anger. He didn't react with wrath. He didn't react with the spoil, self-sufficiency, and all these other reasons why we are so impatient. He reacted with quiet, silent resolve as the first nail was beat, nailed to that cross. And the second nail came through his other hand. And the third nail went through his feet. He embraced the wrath and the judgment of Almighty God on that cross. That's patience. Selah, the Bible says in the book of Psalms. Y'all know what that means, don't you? It means think about what you just read in the Bible. It means let's be patient with the patient God as Jesus was patient. And let's think about and reflect on a couple of verses from the psalm that we read this morning or today or tonight. Take a deep breath. Join me right now. Just... You know, we really can do what Jesus told us to do in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, somebody slaps you, do what? Turn the other cheek. Slap the other cheek. Golly, who does that? Jesus did. And he shows us what it means to be patient. When somebody's abused us, used us, and crucified us on their crosses, their cross ain't my cross. Jesus died on that cross for me. The cross he told me to bear now is the cross of grace and mercy. That's the cross I'm bearing today. And I don't have to react to everybody around me. I don't have to say silly things. And I'm tired of saying dumb things from the pulpit again. That's an inside story from Akron Baptist Church. Those of you who are watching by TV. I know millions of you are watching by TV, right? That's called arrogance and self-sufficiency. You see? You see? And so the preacher needs more patience. Let's get to what we came here for today. Some application. Point number three of the message is some signs of patience. I call them today's zingers. I believe I'm going to write a book. 
and I'll call it zingers. Here's today's zingers. I've got one. Well, I've got two today. Number one, how can you be patient? How can you display what Jesus taught you and me to do from the Sermon on the Mount? Turn the other cheek. Oh, put on an extra cloak. They need one cloak from you. Put on another one. See, when you're walking with Jesus, you're stepping in the kingdom of God. Now, I think God's got more than two coats. Remember that pie illustration I used? Some of us think, all I got is this pie, and all we got is nine slices. And if I share any of it, I'm going to have eight, and seven, six, and that's all there is. But when you're walking in the kingdom of God, Jesus said in the Father's storehouse, there are more pies than you can eat. Yeah, you can turn the other cheek. You don't have to say dumb things. You don't have to react. You don't have to blow your horn on, to other people in traffic. You don't have to respond in anger to anything. Because you're walking in the kingdom of God. And you're filled with a patient God. And He's controlling you. And here's what you can do. Number one, respond without reacting. Respond without reacting. In the Bible days, in the New Testament, the disciples were listening to Jesus. Jesus is sitting down, you know, by the seashore, or maybe he was like this, and he's surrounded by those 12 apostles. And, and those 12 guys are surrounding Jesus, and they're listening to insights about God. I mean, does it get any better than that, Vesta? I mean, you just, this is heaven on earth. You know, when you walk with Jesus, it's heaven on earth. And wow, we got heaven on earth. And there's kids out there playing games like, what's the kids' game? Rover, Rover, come over, Rover, whatever it is. There are Bible games that are mentioned in the scriptures. And these kids were playing those games. And the disciples said, Get away! You're bothering us. We're learning how to follow the rabbi here. We're getting all insights from heaven on earth. This is most important. And Jesus said, Peter, shut up. Shut up, Peter. Just, just shut up. Huh? Yeah, just shut up for a minute. Come here, kids. And he said, y'all just gather around us. Get away, disciples. Make some room. Get, here's some kids here. Get, get away. And he said to the disciples, in essence... This is what the kingdom of God's all about. I've been trying to teach you boys, and you ain't learning a thing. Yeah, I know, you call a lot of fish. But let me teach you some more. See these kids right here? See how innocent they are? Yeah. See how happy they are? Yeah. See how they're enjoying life and playing with each other and having a good time? Yeah. That's what the kingdom of God's about. For such is the kingdom of God. Wow! 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 Now I want you to repeat after me. Literally, repeat after me if you're comfortable. I can choose to react or to respond to anxious voices. I can choose to react or respond to angry voices. 
I can respond with grace, concern, and compassion. I can respond with grace, concern, and compassion. I will never be more patient with anyone else than God has been with me. I will never be more patient with anyone else than God has been with me. I can respond like Jesus did when he suffered the most. He didn't react. He responded. Here's the second zinger. Embrace the challenge that causes you to be angry. Embrace the challenge that you choose to be angry about. Embrace it. God's trying to teach you something. How many of you know the name W.A. Criswell? Criswell? Well, he pastored in Kentucky. Rode a train up here from Texas. Studied at Southern Seminary. Got one of those PhDs. Went from Southern Seminary down to Dallas, Texas and became the pastor of the First Church, Dallas, Texas. Everybody wanted to preach like W.A. Criswell. One day the minister of education from the college that I went to, Gary Moore, was invited to be the minister of music at First Baptist Dallas in this little college town. He was talented, trust me. He's now at the Methodist Church and well, he went to Second Baptist Church in Houston. And he was learning along the way. And there was a member of the choir. Now the choir had hundreds of people. You'd think it was a big sanctuary. I've been there, I've been in the pulpit, not to preach. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't go there. I snuck in, wasn't nobody in the building. Stood at that pulpit and looked at that choir. And one day he was so mad about that person in the choir. He said to Dr. Criswell, he said, Dr. Criswell, I can't stand that woman that's in that choir. She just makes me so mad. Dr. Criswell, in all his influence and wisdom, said, Gary, God put her in the choir just for you. <laughs> well, I don't want to hear that. I just, I just can't stand that. I just, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, embrace your challenge. I can pause. I can reflect. I can even make needed changes in my life. But first, I need to take a deep breath. I can take a deep breath. Say that phrase with me. Join me. I can take a deep breath. Say it with me. I can take a deep breath. Millions of you that are listening by Facebook, say it with me. I can take a deep breath. I can also be alone without being lonely. I can be alone without being lonely. I want to read to you a Facebook vivid portrait from a very close friend of mine whose wife has just been diagnosed with cancer. 
will have surgery shortly. <clears throat> this may bring you to tears. It's okay. But the point I want to try to make with this story is I can be alone without being lonely. This morning we're at the hospital, he said, for pre-surgical blood work. If you've done that, say amen or shake your head. And still, <clears throat> more imaging. Of course, can't go in. So I dropped W at the door. Her name is, just say W for right now. I dropped W at the door and watched her walk in. He said, I've been doing this, dropping her at doors when we go places for nearly 50 years now. First time was on our first solo date in my car. She hopped out and bounded away with the energy of a young teenage girl, her hair swinging side to side in the manner of a young girl jauntily bounding away. Watching her then, my heart fluttered with the kind of excitement a young boy experiences watching a young girl, her special young girl, walk away. In the last days, as I watched, walked her, watched her walk into appointments with oncologists and surgeons, her steps have been slower and heavier, and my heart has fluttered, not with giddy excitement, but as though it's struggling to execute the next beat. I take some comfort in my sense of assurance that I will still be dropping her at doors for years to come. But these days, it's tearing my heart out to drop her off and watch her walk away alone. Pray, my friends. This man of God is deep and strong, and he's not lonely, even in lonesome times. Because when Jesus is walking with us, we can be alone, not be so lonely. Second story I would share with you before I leave is Imagine had, what's that group from the 60s that was coming to U of L and they got the tongue that sticks out and, come on, Rolling Stones. No, that's a different group, but Mick Jagger, the guy with the guitar, it's got the freaky hair, and I, you know. That place would have probably had you know, how many people? Brother Dave, how many people does U of L Stadium hold now, plus a crowd at the bottom? What's a, what would be an estimate? I can't hear him for the rain. Translate. 60,000? Is that as big as UK Stadium? Doesn't matter. We, you know, don't want to get in a fight here before we go home. Can you imagine that 60,000 people? following the lead of this band. I'd like to go. I'd like to see them. What percentage in that crowd of 60,000 feel lonely? 60%? 80%? I would guess 90 or 99. What's the difference in these two stories? 
What's the difference? One person has Jesus controlling their life. The other crowd and people that are there as individuals, some of the former hippies like myself, but most will not know the Lord. There being a crowd at school, in your class, and you feel lonely, in the gym, at the football game, and you feel lonely. I have. I know what that's like. And I've come to learn from the scriptures that when Christ lives in me, I'm never the only one there. Jesus goes with me wherever I go, and I have a love relationship with him that will last for eternity and let the rest of the world do whatever they're going to do. I'm going to sing about Jesus, and I'm just going to think about Jesus like I did as a college boy. I was so full of Jesus, people wouldn't even offer me a, a beer. They wouldn't offer me marijuana. They wouldn't offer me, you know, all those other things. Because when you go around filled with Jesus, nobody wants to hang out with you except those who want what you have. The world wants what you have and who you have. And when you go out this door today, you will either go out with Jesus in you or the man still upstairs. Which is it? 